Are there nerds here tonight? Nerds! You are a part of the lucky 10,000. With your hosts, Evan. That also allows us to say cunt way more casually. And Carissa. No, meth is an even bigger spike. Being a nerd, it's not about what you love. It's about how you love it. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. This is Evan. And I'm Carissa. And we are the Lucky 10,000, the podcast that gets you luckier than a geek woman online poning a misogynist geek asshole online. <laughs> but first, of course, we want to thank Stitcher and Podbean for having us. Also, the Tangent Bound Network for adding us to their awesome list of shows. And of course, you can find us on the Bearded Pods Network, along with Teddy and the Bassman and the Bearded Ones comedy podcast featuring myself and Jason Underwood. And as always, if you listen to us through Bearded Pods, Stitcher, or Podbean, Check out some of the other podcasts on Tangent Bound. We really want to support all the networks and all the podcasts out there, especially the amateur ones that are getting a little overshadowed by the big dogs. So just support the community as a whole. Absolutely. So what's up today, Carissa? Oh, I had a small experience this past week that's kind of gotten me a little bit irritated at some stuff, and I just want to get it out. Ooh, you know what I hear? Hmm. I hear some nerd rage. Nerd rage. Yeah, it is. The past week, week and a half, there has been the second major tournament for Dota 2, the Shanghai Majors. Awesome. And I spent most of my time watching that, and it was really amazing, though there had been some, you know, production problems at the beginning, and it was kind of a drama shitstorm. But okay. after that, the actual gameplay was fantastic to watch, and I'm, I was really happy that I got to see it all. It was good. Now, of course, that sort of thing, that esports broadcast is done largely through Twitch. Okay. So if you aren't watching directly through the game, for the most part, you're going to be watching it through Twitch TV. Right. And if you're a member of Twitch, you can also chat with other viewers mm -hmm. in Twitch chat. And we've kind of talked about Twitch chat before, and it's kind of a thing of its right. own. It's its own little beast. And something happened there that in Twitch chat that got me a little bit riled up. So I want to touch a little bit. No, that's not true. I don't want to touch on it. I want to rage a little bit about gender relations in geek culture. Okay. And just as a upfront disclaimer, this is not a social justice warrior thing. I'm not out to unmisogynize anybody. I'm not out to tell guys they can't play their games. This isn't what that is. So don't turn off immediately. Well, you know what? And if you do, I just want to interrupt you for a second. If you do turn it off immediately after hearing this, you're an asshole. Because I want to hear what you have to say. And I think everyone should want to hear what you have to say. Because we just got done with Oscar So White. Which <laughs> really sort of exemplified the fact that, yes, some form of institutionalized racism still exists. And I don't care who you are or what background you have. You can't also ignore that sexism exists. That's totally true. Unfortunately, as big a geeks as we are, and usually the geek world is very accepting of everyone and everything because that's kind of the point. Like, If you're passionate about something, it doesn't matter what you're passionate about. It makes you a geek and therefore you are accepted or should be because it is a society built for people who felt like outcasts at some point in their life to find acceptance somewhere. And if you're one of those people, a small pocket of them still may exist, yes, but they are very vocal and they deserve to be shouted down, who believes that for some reason, 
a woman can't be allowed to be just as passionate about those things, then fuck you. And don't, you shouldn't have to preface yourself and worry about being politically correct or anything, Carissa. It is an issue, and I think you should feel absolutely free to talk about it. Well, I think that a lot of the more common sense message that I think I have gets drowned out by the equally irrational and disturbingly angry, mm-hmm. non-commonsensical, super feminazis or right. whatever. And that's not where I'm coming from. So geek culture has its own special brand of misogyny mm-hmm. and its own special brand of racism and homophobia. It's got its own little problems there that need to be addressed. Right. And we can only do that from inside. We'll do it. I kind of want to say what happened for last, but the first thing that I want to address is the friend zone. Okay. So everybody, I think, is pretty familiar with the phrase, the friend zone. Absolutely. And there's been some pushback on it because it has become the, I want to have sex with a girl or a guy, and he or she won't have sex with me, even though I'm a super nice person. (laughs) So I'm in the friend zone. Okay. And it's kind of touted by the sort of trilby-wearing, neckbeard idiot. So the friend zone is a thing, but it's not the thing that most people think it is. There are actually two. Friend zone A, which is the fake one. It's the one that isn't real. Okay. It's the one you put yourself in. You put yourself in a friend zone by believing that you fill in checkboxes and that entitles you to sex or romance. Right. Like I saw a tweet that was, girls are not machines that you put kindness coins in until sex falls out. (laughs) But that's how people largely who say that they're in the friend zone treat the females in their lives. And I'm going to say I'm going to be using this as a most dudes are in the friend zone to women, though it absolutely goes the other way. Oh, absolutely. And the other friend zone is friend zone B, which is the real one. It's the one that you're placed in by manipulative people who will take advantage of your earnest affection, your earnest care. And they blatantly misrepresent their intentions in order to avoid losing the whatever free emotional boost that they get from you. Okay. That's actually a thing that will happen. People will abuse your good intentions. Oh, absolutely. Maybe you aren't out just looking for sex. You're not filling in checkboxes. You're not putting kindness coins in. You are earnestly, you know, attempting to work with this person on what you think is an intentional approach toward a relationship. And that just keeps dragging on and they keep leading you on and making you believe that that's true. Mm -hmm. That is an actual friend zone. You've been put there and you're being taken advantage of. That happens uh, more frequently than I think people would like to admit, but less frequently than the you putting yourself in the friend zone. Well, and let me play devil's advocate for just a second and maybe clarify something real quick, because I do believe that a friend zone exists. I do believe I've been in that friend zone many, many times. And I think it is a conscious, like once you realize that you are in the, and when I say friend zone, I don't mean just, I want to fuck you and you're not allowing me to. Therefore, I'm going to keep being nice to you, hoping that I can still fuck you at some point. Because I think that kind of cheapens everything. But there is this whole thing about like, I have had strong feelings, like genuine feelings for people before, that they have openly not reciprocated. But I still hung around them, not with the hope of something happening later on down the road. I just end up having to be content with, I have a choice. Either continue to be around this person and be their friend and know that nothing is going, nothing further is going to come of that or cut myself off for them entirely because I just can't handle being around someone that I have feelings for that I can't have in the way that I want to have them. That's kind of the way I look at the friend zone. See, but that, that's a friendship. Yeah, but you're still like... With 
some complication. Yes. That's different because you are aware of what your feelings are. Presumably they are aware of what your feelings are. Yes. You're both on the same page about it. It's not whatever it is, is not going to happen. Right. So you are still, let's say option A, you're still perfectly happy to be friends with this person because they bring value to your life and you care about them and you have fun with them. Whatever makes up a friendship for you. And you just have a little part of you that recognizes it's sad that we won't ever do anything other than be friends. Right. I am perfectly happy with our friendship, but there is still a small part of me that's sad that, you know, we won't ever do whatever else it is we might do if we were more than friends. Right. Well, that's mo- that's what I always consider. That's my de- personal definition of friend zone. See, that's just friendship with complications. <laughs> and you're right. You have a choice at that point. Like, we can be friends and everybody's on the same page. We all understand where I'm coming from and where you're coming from. And I'm not going to creep you out by being all, yeah, but I mean, it's cool that we're friends, but we could also fuck. Right. And I can sit here and bitch about, like, every time I've been in that position, but that would also be a complete hypocrisy because it has, like you said, happened to me, too. I have had women interested in me that I just wasn't interested in them beyond friendship, so that's just the level we always kept it at. Right, and they made the same choice. Presumably, they could choose to remain friends with you and just deal with the fact that they wanted more and that wasn't going to happen, or they didn't. Right. And that's totally a thing that can happen. You can absolutely do that. This is the good news. The good news is that you can get out of either the fake friend zone or the real one with one simple trick, which is stop. Right. If you've expressed your feelings clearly and politely requested an answer to those feelings, like, hey, I would really like to move this to the next stage. Is that something you want to do? And if the answer isn't, yeah, absolutely, then the answer is no. Right. And you can get out. So if the answer is, oh, maybe one day, or I don't know, I'm not really in the mood for a relationship right now, or whatever, that means the answer is no. Right. Either because the person is too polite, or shy, or weird, or awkward about actually saying, no, we're never going to be more than friends. Right. Or they are actually trying to manipulate you and lead you on. Right. In which case, the answer is no, you're never going to be more than friends. Right. Get out. Either accept that the answer is no, be friends and be happy with that, or accept that the answer is no and just cut them out of your life. Because why do you need people who are going to manipulate you? Or why do you need people who are, just by being around, not through any fault of their own, going to bring you pain? Right. That way, you don't have to bitch about the fact that I was really nice to this girl and she keeps dating these douchebags and she won't show me her vagina. (laughs) Because that means you're a dick. There was actually a post by Yeti Detective on Tumblr. Okay. Which was probably the best written thing about the fake friend zone that I've ever read. So I'm going to read some part of it. Do it. I recommend people look it up. It's Yeti Detective on Tumblr. He wrote a thing about the friend zone. You can Google it, but I'll read the pertinent points here. If you're a grown man and you get friend zoned, then the following words are for you. Stop it. How is this even happening? (laughs) What are the events that are occurring? This is what I imagine. One, you become attracted to a woman. Two, you are friendly to that woman in the hopes she will show you her vagina. Three, she mistakes your friendliness for friendliness and befriends you, neglecting to show you her vagina. Four, you act like a butthurt little asswipe, forever placing yourself firmly outside of the circle on the Venn diagram of dudes she will ever show her vagina to. And five, you complain about it on the internet, and a thousand other maladjusted bro dudes go, I know that feel, and you're validated in your misogyny. Yeah. 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 So... What's wrong? You're a nice guy, right? Why aren't these stupid whores showing you their vagina? Right. Probably because you're too nice. You should be a douchebag like that guy she dated who had interests besides pretending to be her friend while simultaneously trying to eye laser her pants off. Well, good news. You are a douchebag. (laughs) 
I think the thing about it is that the guys who are like, I'm such a nice guy, but none of these women will have sex with me, have objectified those women so badly mm -hmm. that they don't understand that they're actually worse than the supposed douchebags who are douchebags. Sure. Because they're not being nice because they're nice people. Right. They're being nice because they think it's going to get them something. Right. They don't actually want to treat this woman well. They want to treat this woman well so that she will let them put their penis in her. Right. And that's not okay. No one owes you sex for your behavior at any time. Okay. Yeah, I, I do completely agree with that. I see your point now. You know, I can say as a guy... I'm not excusing myself from this equation either. I've done it. I'm not proud of it, but I've done it. But there is a hopefully a sense of maturity that comes with age, with keeping your mind open, with realizing as well that friendships usually end up being more important in the long run than just getting lucky. Yes. And that in order to facilitate and keep those friendships alive, you have to look at that person as, guess what? A person. Right. And that also means that you have to be a person, too. Right. You have to be more than someone who treats it like an RPG. Right. Seriously, it's that's kind of the way that it seems to me. So I'm going to fulfill these quests, and then this NPC female will let me put my penis in her. Yes. And when that doesn't work out, you get fucking butthurt. So the other part of the Yeti detective post that I thought was funny was this. This is a dude writing this. So consider something for me. Imagine that I, an incredibly good-looking, nice, eligible man, was walking into a shop ahead of you. As I reach the door, I stop to look behind me and see that you're only a few paces away. So I wait and hold the door. Maybe you say something like, thanks, bro, that was really nice. To which I respond, yeah, I was. Now you know what you have to do, right? And I take my dick out. <laughs> Would that be uncomfortable for you? Would it be unpleasant for you to live in a world where if a man was nice to you, it meant he expected you to pleasure him sexually? Guess what? That's uncomfortable for women, too. Isn't that weird? It's almost like they're the same kind of person you are. No, actually, it's not weird. It turns out they're the same kind of person you are. And having unwanted dicks around is as horrifying to them as it is to you. So stop with your unwanted dick. Very nicely put. That's basically his point. And I think that it was well put. And there is much more to it that's very funny and pretty concise in terms of getting the point across. I really like it. I like that it addresses that because the real friend zone really does exist. There are women, there are men who will absolutely lead someone on. Oh, yeah. Deliberately because they want that emotional security and take advantage of the people who would offer that to them. That happens. It absolutely happens. And I think most people at some point in their lives have fallen prey to it being the person that is the manipulator, sometimes without even realizing it. Sure. Especially, and I'm saying this from the the perspective of a reasonably insecure person, mm -hmm. <laughs> that sometimes, especially when you kind of grow up awkward and you're not used to getting attention from the opposite sex, someone starts to give you that attention. It does literally become like a drug. And you could cut it off very quickly and very succinctly and very easily by going, I have no interest in you in that way. I'm sorry. But there's always that part of you that goes, but this feels so good to know that someone is that into me and it really boosts my ego. And like I said, it is, it's addictive. Yes. And that's when you have to go, I have to respect this person enough to really make it bluntly, you know, upfront. This is not going to happen. And then if they continue, I have to cut them off and avoid them. Right. Instead of 
not really saying that I'm not interested. Because you don't want to lose that. Yeah, because you don't want to lose that feeling of knowing that this person is so into you because you're not used to it. But again, that comes with maturity. Yeah. Oh, it totally does. And that happens. It happens actually quite a bit when you're younger. Yes. Like high school is a great time for both the fake and the real friend zone because high school kids just don't know shit about the world. They just don't. And they don't understand the hormones and they don't get what this attraction is and they don't know how to deal with it. That's, I mean, it's crappy, but it's excusable, just like basically every other behavior from a high school student about their hormones. Right. Like, you'll get over it. It's the adults that haven't gotten over that yet. Right. That are the problem. That they keep holding on to that very confused, very insecure high schooly mentality. And if you find yourself in a friend zone for one reason or another, just get out of it. Right. Just grab your balls for a second or your ovaries somehow, if you're a woman, and just be upfront. Risk it so that you don't have to keep putting yourself in them through this really weird, uncomfortable, awkward position. And maybe you'll have an actual friendship. Right. And having an actual friendship can develop more actual friendships. More actual friendships can develop better interests. And the more interests you have, the more interesting you are. The more interesting you are, the more likely you are to find someone who will let you put your penis in her. And also, if you develop a friendship with a person that you're attracted to and you have expressed your attraction and they have told you in the nicest way possible, I just don't feel the same about you, but I would like to continue to be friends and you have made the choice to continue to be friends with that person. Yes, for a while, it fucking sucks that you are constantly around this person that you have feelings for, that you're attracted to. You see them date other people, possibly. It sucks. But that passes. Yeah. It does pass. Because eventually you, maybe by necessity, you kind of have to start seeing them as a whole person. Right. And that whole person becomes more important than the part of that person that you thought you wanted initially. Right. So, yeah, they don't owe you a relationship even if you think you've checked out all the boxes. Right. There's probably boxes that they're looking for that you haven't checked. Right, right. So in relation to you, can we go back to what happened that spurned your nerd rage? (sighs) Yeah, okay. So It's like a Vietnam flashback. It's like, I guess. Oh, God, Agent Orange. <laughs> so I was watching the Shanghai Dota 2 majors this past week. Uh-huh. And on Twitch chat, literally every time a female was on screen, uh-huh. the chat was awash with cretins saying, rape her. Oh, my God. Like, the whole screen was just full of it. What? So I don't personally mind using the word rape to describe very non-rapey things, like getting beat in a video game or taking a really hard test or facing a deadline at work or whatever. I use it in that kind of context. It is so separate for me semantically from the actual act of violent sexual assault that it doesn't really bother me. Sure. I will totally use it in that non-sexual assault context. Sure. And I'm fine with other people doing it. It doesn't bother me at all. This was clearly not that context. Right. This was clearly, oh, there's a thing with boobs. You should violently place your penis inside her vagina without her consent. (sighs) And not one single person, either on Twitch chat at the time or later on Reddit or any other forum where Dota 2 viewers go to congregate, no one that I can find has said, hey, that's... um." That's not cool. Let's not insist on violently sexually assaulting everything with boobs and mascara, because that's horrible. What percentage, not that I'm justifying any of it, but what percentage of the messages were were saying things like that? I mean, it was minutes at a time of virtually nothing on screen but rape her. Oh, my God. And I recognize that a lot of the Twitch chatters are young males, young, like yeah, yeah, not yeah. even 18 males. The demographic there is skewed toward that side of the age range. Absolutely. And 
the internet causes a lot of braggadocio that normally wouldn't be there. Sure. I understand. Well, and how many people, you know, trolling is a thing. People love to say the most offensive thing possible just to get a rise out of people. Absolutely. And then sit back and watch the the chaos that they have created. But yeah, oof. So now I'm opposed to white knighting. Sure. In general, because it reeks of the same trilby wearing pseudo nice guy neck beardery. Right. As all the idiots trying to play through the friend zone like it's some kind of RPG. Right. I don't normally like it because I think that's almost as bad as people just being kind of asshole misogynists. But there is a difference between white knighting and just being a decent person and going, Exactly. Y'all need to to fucking stop. (laughs) I know that most men are actually decent, respectable, non-violent people with empathy and an appreciation for their fellow human beings. I know that. If it were you on this message board, and I was on this message board with you, and a bunch of people started saying things like that, I wouldn't feel like I was coming to your rescue, but in that scenario, I would certainly say something just to show fucking support and hopefully shut them the fuck up. I, I mean... As I would be absolutely sure that you would be capable of defending yourself as well, I would just add support to that. And I think that's fine. And I have no problem with men or women or boys or girls or however you identify saying whatever to encourage people being decent human beings. Right. I'm perfectly fine with that. And I know that most of most of the men who are decent human beings, who have empathy and respect for their fellow human beings, I know they would have zero respect for anyone who would actually commit or even tolerate violent sexual assault. Right. But they were nowhere to be found. Ugh. And probably, like, 95% chance that that's just because most of them weren't reading Twitch chat and most of them think those kids are just fucking retarded kids because they probably are and aren't worth their time. That was the other thing I was going to say is if the purpose of these guys saying these offensive things was to bait and then basically take over the entire chat by people just yelling at them, sometimes it is best to just ignore it and it'll go away. Yeah. But that's a tough call. I know that you don't feed trolls. I know that. I totally do. And I don't necessarily think that during the Shanghai Majors when this was going on directly on Twitch chat would be the time to speak up because you don't feed trolls and they aren't paying attention to you anyway. I get it. But there's just no dialogue here. Like, I know that adult men play video games and for the most part, they're decent people and that they kind of just like me, just kind of want to go about their lives and play their video games. They just don't want to get involved. It doesn't matter to them. And that's honestly fine. But it doesn't take a white knight to say, how about we not open discussion relating to females with calls to commit violent sexual assault? Can we just stop doing that? Right. Just in general. Yeah. Because that's really not good, not just because you're being offensive to you know, any woman that happens to come on screen or any woman that happens to be watching this event, it's not the gender in gaming issue is different than what I'm talking about. It's a bigger can of worms or it's a it's a separate can of worms. But but is it? It is. I'm kind of glad you brought this to the table because I think if we talk about this, we can open up a broader dialogue about that because it's something that you have touched on before, but we've never really gotten into detail about. It's different, but it's not. It comes from the same place. It does, but it is separate from just general being decent human beings to other human beings sort of thing. It, it has its own little box because it's got sure. its own complications. And like, I, I honestly don't expect just your average everyday dude who plays video games to go into Twitch chat and be like, hey, children, can we keep it down? Because that's, I mean, that's dumb. But most of the dialogue about, I guess, gender relations mm-hmm. is a bunch of yelling from one side or the other. True. And very, in fact, 
I've seen no men step forward and go, um, yeah, violent sexual assault isn't cool. Right. It's not funny, at least in this context. It's not okay. And it's not something that we should be encouraging, let alone tolerating, because it isn't any of those things before cool or okay or funny. And if that's something, because honestly, look around, you're an adult male, you've got women in your life, mm -hmm. you have a mother, you have mm -hmm. friends, you have an ex-wife, you have a mm -hmm. daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, if your daughter was presenting something on a gaming show and 400 people shouted rape her. I would lose my mind. Exactly. And this sounds trite, but it's still true. All of those women are someone's daughter. Right. But I mean, that's why, like what you said earlier about the gender inequality and issues in the geek and gaming community, I do. Is this not kind of symptomatic of that? You've told stories before about having completely respectable conversations online until they find out you're a girl, a woman. Yeah, that totally happens. They might not then start yelling rape her, but then the conversation turns and takes this darker, well, then what the fuck are you even doing here? Yes. And that, I think, has become symptomatic of a vocal minority in the gaming community, especially in this year, when we're seeing a vocal minority basically overtake the discourse in this country. I think the same can be applied for the geek community, whereas there's definitely a segment of it that, for whatever reason, believes that this is the domain of men. And again, it's, to me, the complete opposite of the intention of a geek community in general, where the idea idea is that this is a place for outcasts of all shapes, colors, and sizes. And to purposefully make someone feel vilified or just really call them out for something as simple as their gender, I think that is the same type of person that with the anonymity that the internet provides would feel like it's okay to start trolling using rape as the reason. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. And I get it. Sometimes if you're talking about a competitive game where shit's going wrong and everybody starts tilting and everyone's mad and everyone's shit talking. Yeah. And everyone's yelling. You kind of you use whatever at that point. Like, sure. I don't personally. And I know some people also that don't. But you do start reaching into depths of shit talk that you wouldn't normally go to if you weren't that mad. Oh, yeah. I understand. The heat of the moment, fine. But that's not what I'm talking about. No, that's not what I'm talking about either because I've seen it. I've seen it happen. And I've seen, first of all, even just that casual, it's like they talk about institutionalized racism. Well, obviously, there's institutionalized sexism too. Right. Like if you walk into a con and you're not this, you know, statuesque, beautiful cosplayer or whatever, well, then in, a, in one way, that's even it is disrespectful because instantly guys are just like, oh, a pretty girl at a con. Oh, everything you say is brilliant, which is just as ridiculous as the other form where you see the women that are treated with quote unquote respect, whereas it's not this blatant fuck you, you're a girl, but nothing they say is taken seriously. Nothing they say is taken with any sort of respect. Nothing they say is taken as if this is a person worthy whose opinion is worthy of consideration right oh that's cute yeah yes <laughs> uh okay and you can talk to that much more than i can well yeah and part of the thing that i have about it is specifically as a gamer and again 
gender in gaming is not different from gender relations in general or gender relations specifically for geek culture, right. but is its own smaller circle in the Venn diagram. And what irritates me most about it, maybe, is that I think that there is a loss that games in general suffer when women are disincentivized to invest. Right. And there's been talk kind of recently specifically for Dota 2 that I've read, but also several other different esports games regarding why there are no or very, very few top level professional competitive women mm -hmm. in esports. And much of the commentary regarding why there are no top level professional women in esports, at least commonly, is because girls suck at games. Which is patently untrue. The beautiful thing about video games is it is a level playing field. Yes. And like I'm I play Dota uh, quite a bit, but I'm not a professional. I don't want to be a professional. I'm too right. old to be a professional for right. one. I'm 36. I'm 8 years past kind of where you might want to retire as a professional gamer. So the, I'm never going to be a professional and that's fine with me. I can't personally step up and go, no girls can totally be professionals. Look at how good I am because that's not going to be me. I'm okay with that personally, but that doesn't not prove a point. Right. So the point that many of those commenters are making is that if girls were good enough to be professional gamers, there'd be girls that were professional gamers. Right. Which is bullshit because girls are disincentivized from being good, from participating at all, in most cases, from the beginning. Well, and I'm, I'm so glad that this conversation went this way. And I'm looking for the article now. I can't find it, but I remember reading it and it shed so much light on exactly what we're talking about. And I also think that, you know, the guys that love to stand up and say, well, girls just aren't as good at video games or girls just aren't as good at anything. And they, they feel like they're making some fierce individu individualistic stance on this, that they're thinking for themselves and they're saying what everyone really feels. It's the irony is that that is actually an institutionalized thing. That is a corporate message that started because I read this article a couple of months ago about when Nintendo first started getting big. Now, when they came out with their system, the system that changed video games as we know it and saved the industry, before then, no one in advertising had really separated girl gamers from guy gamers. They, When they you look back at all the ads, you would see a girl and a boy playing an Atari together and really enjoying it. But then toy stores decided to separate the boy toys from the girl toys and Nintendo made a an advertising decision they had to over where they wanted to sell the console they chose consciously the boy side and so at that point all their advertising shifted yeah and started to show mainly boys playing video games which obviously in turn affected the consciousness of the public because as smart as we think we all are advertising does work and so a lot of these guys have grown up in a generation where all the advertising, the manufacture of the games themselves, everything was thrown in their face as this is for you and you alone. And girls were sort of shoved out of the picture. Yeah, it's the same sort of thing that people are talking about now about how to get women in, or girls interested in STEM fields. 
Right. Because largely they've been subtly but consistently discouraged from entering mathematics and excelling at science just culturally. Right. It's just a thing girls didn't do. And maybe it is a thing a girl wouldn't do. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be a thing girls in general can't or shouldn't attempt to do. Right. And there is a fine line to walk there. And there is no... I don't think there's any shred of scientific proof that a woman couldn't be just as good, if not better. You know, all these people yelling and screaming about how women aren't as good at video games or whatever. It's the same thing as the people yelling and screaming about why gays can't get married. Is there scientific proof behind what you're saying? No. So why feel so entitled to say it other than just this Neanderthal need to protect what you feel is yours? Uh, There was an article recently that was actually based on a study done suggesting, not suggesting, The study says that men who are more misogynistic toward women in video games are the men who are worse at video games. (laughs) Of course they are, because no damn woman's going to show them up. Well, the men who were competent and successful at video gaming did not display the same misogynistic antipathy as the men who were not successful and competent at gaming. They're like, oh, you're a girl, as long as you're capable, I don't give a shit. Right. Whereas the dudes who were getting beat or who were losing because they were bad, blamed the fact that there was a girl. Right. It's just so symptomatic of, I think, what's going on in the country as a whole, is you've got these people who have this weird, what they feel is like this righteous rage that is simply just a cover for them being wrong, really. Yeah. And again, I hesitate always to open this can of worms because for the most part, for men who are just capable and decent human beings right who don't really care one way or the other i'm i'm with you i don't really care either for the most part it it doesn't matter to me but i also don't talk on an open mic right because i don't know that the nine other people that i'm playing with in this dota game for example or the 11 other people in this overwatch game aren't fucking assholes and that's the problem that's what we're talking about we're not talking about the majority of people we are talking about that small segment that are fucking it up for everybody else that is is completely the opposite of what the community that you're a part of should be. You should never be afraid to talk to a room full of people that you're sharing something with simply because of your gender, race, sexual orientation, any of that stuff. I agree. And I think the reason that it bugs me here more than it does kind of in the real world or the broader world is because... Things like video games and other geek culture related activities are supposed to be welcoming. Yes. They are supposed to not care about any of that. Right. It isn't supposed to matter whether you have boobs and mascara. Right. Whether you like the fact that you have a penis or want your penis gone or whether you put your penis, like where you put your penis. None of that is supposed to matter. Right. And to most people, like you said, it doesn't. But there, for some reason, it's okay for certain people to yell and scream louder than the rest of the room and not be called out about it. I can't imagine a time where, let's say the Super Bowl is broadcast on Twitch for whatever reason. Sure. Or on ABC, but you can chat along with other people on ABC and it shows up for everyone to see. I cannot imagine the Super Bowl being broadcast and 
one of the female commentators or the sideline reporter comes on screen to interview one of the players and the chat just fills up with rape her and no one says anything. That just would not happen. Right. No, it would be headline news the next day. Well, And there would be people saying, uh, no, that's not a thing that we say. Right. Because we're a civilized society who doesn't resort to that level of Neanderthalic attitude. So shut the fuck up. Right. The only criteria you should be judged on, especially in geek circles, that should ostracize you at all is if you're an asshole. So the very people that are making you feel uncomfortable and ostracizing you for being a woman, they're the ones that kind of should be kicked out of the club. Yet they still have this sort of free reign to just kind of say and do whatever they want. Yep. Well, and there was one professional player who was outed recently for being uh, a cheating asshole. And one of the things, there was a very long chat log proving that he was a cheating asshole. And one of the things that he said in there was basically making fun of another professional player for getting beat by a girl. Right. Like that was the worst thing. Now, did the person he called out, did that person come online and go, I got beat by a better player? No. (laughs) Well, they should (laughs) have. Other people did. Because that's the kind of shit that needs to happen. You know, that's the kind of shit that needs to be corrected. Like, embarrass that person for saying things like that. And some people did and do. But it's just rampant, and I'm not really sure where it comes from. I'm not studied enough to say, here's where specifically geek gender relations go wrong, and here's how we fix them. I just don't know. Yeah. And for the most part, I don't really want them to be Like, I personally, I just want to play. Right. I don't care. I just don't care enough. If you're a misogynistic asshole, that's your problem. It is not my problem. Right. Until you make it my problem. Well, that's the thing. And, you know, there's something about this conversation that reminds me a little bit of uh, that old Dave Chappelle routine about black people getting cracks sprinkled on them by cops. Yes. And how white people just had no idea until they read it in the paper. Like, honey, apparently black people are having cracks sprinkled on them by policemen. (laughs) I'm horrified when this stuff has been going on for years. I kind of feel that way a little bit in myself because I've I've always known that sexism existed. But in the interest of the other podcast, the Bearded Ones podcast, being specifically a comedy podcast and the fact that we love to interview comics, we have Facebook friended a lot of comedians, male and female. And in just casual conversation or Facebook posts from these female comedians themselves, they live in this whole other world. Where, yes, we do live in an internet age. We do live in an age where whatever you put online, be prepared for some douchebag to give you shit about it for no good reason. But female comics have a double-edged sword of, yes, they might put some comedy online and somebody might say something stupid about it or accuse them of being offensive or whatever, just like male comics have to go through. But then they get this other level. Of dick pics. And being called sluts and stuff. Yes. Yep. Online. Openly. Yep. Where male comics, that might happen every once in a while, but it's like every female comic we've talked to, that has happened to. And I kind of feel like in the past year or so, because I've done stupid, I've never sent an unsolicited dick pic, but I've done stupid things. I've found someone attractive and flirted with them probably awkwardly or without good reason. And been taken a task for it and i deserved it and i feel like i've kind of had this evolution in the past year where i'm just like hey sexism is a thing <laughs> what's going on here and it's like once you really start to see how many people have to endure this shit you start to feel strongly about it because just like you said these are your mothers your sisters your daughters your friends that are constantly constantly berated and i'm sure as a woman you're probably suspect of every male friend you get, at least at the beginning, which are like, do you really like me or do you just want to fuck me? 
eh, I'm past that now, but there was definitely a time in my life when I, I wasn't, sus- I wasn't suspect of it. I just assumed that was true and waited for the shoe to drop. Right. I mean, I went on about having friendships and I thankfully kept almost all of them because even if someone was interested in me, I tended to befriend people who were capable of just coming out and saying that. Well, I mean, we are actually an example of that. Right. I don't know. Because when I first met you, I uh, I immediately developed a huge crush on you. And you were unavailable. And I went through the next year having a huge crush on you. And then eventually I was like, it's just not going to happen. And I got over it. We got past it. And we've been friends ever since. Yeah. So, you know, it can happen. But there's also a difference between I have a crush on you, but I also like you as a person. And I just wait for these. Cr- like I said earlier, you just wait for those feelings to go away. There's a difference between that and I don't really like you. I don't give a shit about what you have to say. I don't have a good opinion about you, but I do want to fuck you. So I am going to be nice, hopefully, to get that. Or I want to fuck you, and that means that you are perfect in every way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't actually objectively list all the things that are perfect about you, but every one of them is perfect, and you're on this huge pedestal, and nothing can ever touch you, which is creepy and weird. Yes. Because people aren't that way. Right. No one is that perfect. Yeah. I don't know. And as a testament to our friendship, we've had a couple of arguments. We've had times where we weren't speaking to each other, but we always came back. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, we're adults. We can disagree on shit. Absolutely. Right. And you have to wonder if the people like the people we're talking about even have that capability. I don't think they do at this point, at whatever point they're at in their lives. I don't think they do. Not that they never can. People can change, but it's rare. I mean, you look at some of the people that feel like, and and the thing is, the other question this raises is, it's online now. It is so much easier for people to just spout their opinions and instantly find both supporters and detractors from what they say. Yep. So that raises the question of, this is something that's been around forever. Is it worse now, or is it just that these people have a voice and a platform now? Whereas a few years ago, you couldn't really say anything in public because you'd get that instant backlash, whereas now you can say it and instantly have people that tell you that you're right, even though what you're saying is awful. Yeah, like rape her for three minutes in a row. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's worse or if it's just, it's so, especially Twitch chat, again, is its own little separate beast. Yes. And the fact that it is so fast-paced and mimetic, everything just gets repeated and it never has any actual meaning. So I think there could be a defense, not to defend them, but a defense raised about that particular incident Mm -hmm. that it was meaningless because it is so mimetic. Right. That no one who said that actually meant it. Well, duh. Because most people are not psychopathic rapists. Like, they're just not. Even if they're assholes or 12-year-old misogynists or whatever, they're not actually psychopaths. They're not actually violent felons. But some of them are. Some of them might be. But even if 100% of the people saying that in Twitch were not psychopathic violent felons and would never actually rape anyone, that makes what they say to them meaningless. Right. It doesn't have any actual substance or context or content. It's just a thing. We're just saying it's just trolly. It's just mimetic. It's just funny. It's not. It doesn't mean anything, except it actually does. Right. Because for three minutes, all anyone looking at Twitch chat saw was there's a woman on screen. All of these people are demanding that a professional player of an esport violently sexually assault her. Right. And that's the other thing is even 
Because, you know, I'm not a fan of political correctness. I feel like people should be, especially in the in the realm of comedy, things like that, I, I feel like people should be able to say whatever they want to say. Sure. And if you don't like it, you leave the room. But that's not what this is. This is actually an invasion of a place that should be a safe place. And even if they don't mean it, what it does is, it's just like you said earlier, it makes people who feel like they could be the victim of something like that clam up and not feel comfortable in that place anymore. If you go to a comedy club and see a comedian and they see they say something that's offensive to you, you're walking into their house. Right. But this is a public forum. This should be a safe place. This should be a place where people feel welcome and are able to disagree and maybe even argue and decide they don't like this person or that person. But you have to be able to get into the room first. And it's so sad to me that, that someone like you, who I'm going to say it in, in no no shame in, way, in any way, shape or form, you're a better geek than I am. Because you know more about more geek stuff than I do. You play more video games than I do. Even do I love all that stuff. You always know more about that world than I do. So you should be welcomed into a room like that with open arms. And then there's that small segment that whether they mean it or not, part of the motivation is to make you uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think the fact that that many people could claim that something that, I don't know, evocative could be meaningless. Right. I mean, at this point in Western society, no one doesn't know that rape is a deal. Right. That's a bad thing, that we don't like that, that it's not a thing that we encourage in our society. Well, I mean, except for the guy that, you know, <laughs> tried to start that group supporting rape. Right. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Except actually don't fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But to be able to, I don't know, defend it to yourself by saying it doesn't mean anything, that is its own problem. Yes. That comes from the core of what, what I've been talking about here. That does mean something. You can't just say, oh, I can say whatever I want, wherever I want, it doesn't mean anything, because it, it actually does. Right. Really, if you turn it around a little bit, it wouldn't be like, I don't think anybody in Twitch chat would be like, beat the fuck out of her right now. Right. Punch her in the face. Punch her in the face. They wouldn't do that. I mean, maybe they would. Maybe they actually are psychopathic assholes. But oh, I think there's some that are. I some of them do. probably, but three minutes worth of them, I doubt it. But they don't. They don't say punch her in the face. That's not what they say. Right. I don't know that it would be better if that was what they said. <laughs> no, I mean, but at least like punch somebody in the face isn't instantly evocative of a gender specific thing. You know, it's like uh, Tarantino came under some controversy for the Hateful Eight because Jennifer Jason Lee's character gets beat up a little bit. And he's like, well, yeah, but that's because the guys are treating her the way they would treat each other. You know, it's not advocating violence towards women. It's just simply saying that these guys are all being shitty to each other. They're just shitty people right. and they're hurting each other and they don't put her up on a pedestal or look at her as lower than any of them because they're all shitty people. <laughs> right. I'm totally about gender equality in that. You can absolutely punch a woman. Right. If she's punching you, just like you can absolutely <laughs> punch a man if he's punching you. Right. But to be the first one to throw the punch, regardless of whose face your fist is flying toward. Right. You're the aggressor. You're the problem. Right. I don't care who you're punching if you're the first one throwing the punch. You're the problem. And I don't care who you're punching if you're punching back. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. But even though men obviously can and have been raped, it is predominantly something that is done by men to women. Correct. So that carries with it a whole other set of stigmas. Well, and that's the thing. It's like they wouldn't say when a dude was on screen talking, they weren't like, rape him. Right. And that's the point. Even though that is absolutely a thing that happens. Yes. I'm pretty convinced that, or I'm pretty sure that most of the people in Twitch chat would absolutely shame a male victim of rape. Yes. 
But it's a gender-loaded statement. It is. It is intended 90% of the time. It is intended to offend or scare women. Yes, absolutely it is. And that's bullshit. To keep them out of our little safe circle of dicks. <laughs> to deliberately, to be that deliberate about it. Even if you think you can defend yourself by saying it didn't mean anything or that you didn't mean it. But the motivation is clear. Yeah. Even if you don't intend or to support rape per se, what you're trying to do is make any woman in that room either angry or uncomfortable and weed them out. Get them out of your little safe male haven. Yeah, and what's, what strikes me as slightly funny about it is that it didn't offend me. It didn't scare me. It didn't even really bother me that that was going right. on because it doesn't affect me personally. Right. And... I was there to watch Dota, not watch 12-year-olds be misogynistic assholes. Right. And so I didn't really care. But the back of my mind started thinking, why is this okay? Right. Why is this something that happens? Like, where does this behavior even come from that that would be something people would think to do? I mean, I do think it is a combination of a lot of factors. I do think there is just that certain segment of the population that wants to say anything offensive they possibly can just to get a rise out of people. I mean, those are what the trolls are. That is that is their point of existence. Yeah, and so and they're too uncreative or too stupid to do anything but pick the low-hanging fruit. Right. The low-hanging fruit is violent sexual assault. Right. Because we know it angers everybody. Right. But then there's another thing, and I see this happening in the country as a whole, that I think that, and not to get into a political discussion, but people's social views are becoming more progressive with each generation. Gay marriage is more accepted. Uh, feminism is more accepted. Equality is more accepted. Uh, racial equality is more accepted with each generation. And I wonder sometimes if the kind of things we're seeing nationally and in geek world and sort of a microcosm of what's happening nationally is the voices of older generations where this stuff was more and more okay are getting more and more stamped out. Therefore, the remaining segments have to be louder to get their voices heard because now I think subconsciously they can see an end point to this type of thinking. That's just a theory. I got nothing to back that up. Yeah, and that may be part of it as well. And I'm I'm going to say some things that are very offensive and I apologize up front to the people this will offend because it, it might. Uh, but it is apparently okay for several, many, most gamers to just out and out call people they don't like faggots, niggers, homos, cunts. Right. They don't give a shit. It, it is the low-hanging fruit of offense. Yes. What is the worst thing I can say right now, whether it applies or not. And they think that calling someone a faggot will offend them mortally. Right. Like, I don't care if you call me a faggot. <laughs> right. I'm a, I'm a largely straight woman. I don't care. It doesn't, not only does it not apply to me, it wouldn't offend me anyway, because who gives a shit? Right. That's a perfectly fine thing to be. It doesn't make me think worse of the people you're calling a faggot. No. Because even if they are homosexual, that's not a bad thing. So I right. don't really get what the offense you're trying to go for here is, but it's still effective for some reason, because I guess 16-year-old boys really need to make everybody know that they want to put their penises in vaginas. Right. Well, and it's still on some level hurtful. I mean, once you become really good friends with anybody that's had to live through anything like racism, sexism, whatever, uh, you find people that that word, whatever word you're using, will still provoke a strong reaction because they've had to endure something. And it's just that power that you have with being able to provoke that sort of reaction, which those people just feed off of, plus the fact that they now can do it anonymously online and have a ton of people see it right away. 
There aren't any real consequences. No, that's absolutely true. And I'm not talking about the people who have actually had to deal with the social repercussions of that. Right. No, I, I get what you're saying. But seriously, if you are, say, a team of five straight white males against a team of five straight white males, and you call one of them a faggot. Right. At this point, none of them has actually had to deal with the repercussions of having that matter in the real world. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. They're all straight white males. So that doesn't apply, and it shouldn't matter. And mature adult males will be like, uh, okay. Yeah. What, whatever. Like, I don't give a shit. But that reaches and somehow actually does offend the immature, retard, 14-year-old boy for reasons unknown to me. Because if it doesn't apply, it shouldn't matter. Right. These days, if it does apply, it should really be more like a, uh, yeah, sucking cock is great or whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, definitely in the world of having a lot of gay friends i mean that word has definitely been used casually in the same way that the n-word has been used within the black community as a way of sort of taking the power away yeah exactly yes and taking back some control over it and just you know taking the strength of the offense away from it well and dan savage did that a long time ago way before oh, his yeah. column was savage love it was hey faggot right like that's how all of his letters started i, mean, oh, I, I listen i listen to the savage love cast he uses it all the time yeah absolutely and that's fine that's it's totally cool what i don't get is why there is a part of geek culture specifically because this is what i'm exposed to most in gaming Right. Where that is still low-hanging fruit. Right. Where that is still at least occasionally effective. Right. As an insult. Because, there, what was it? Okay, first of all, I hate the Big Bang Theory. It's the stupidest show ever made and it's <laughs> offensive to me personally. But whoever the guy with the curly hair and the glasses is that's like the technically the main character. I don't I, I don't watch the show so I don't really know. That guy. I know he was on Roseanne. <laughs> yes. Somebody asked him why he doesn't address rumors that he's gay. And he was, he said basically, uh, because it doesn't matter. Right. It's not relevant. I don't need to address rumors that it doesn't, because it doesn't matter. Right. Whether I am or not, it's irrelevant. It's not like anybody's insulting me. Right. It's not like there are rumors that I'm molesting children or whatever. It's, right. I don't need to address it because it's not a thing that needs to be addressed. Right. And that attitude, I think, socially is becoming more common. Yes. That it doesn't matter, but also is still the low-hanging fruit of insult, as is... Of course it is. ...using racial epithets or using gender-specific slurs or calling for people to rape others. Those things are things that we, as geeks, wherever we take our geekery, we don't need to white knight about it, but we should be trying to encourage those who share our passions to be decent human beings so that other people can come share those passions with us. And the less we allow those people power, the more new, good, decent human beings will come to share our passions with us. And that's a positive thing. Yes. I mean, there's really no downside to having more people enjoy the things you enjoy. No. Unless you're a hipster, in which case, who gives a shit what you think? Right. But there's there's this perceived, you know, we live in a world that is still, for the most part, controlled by straight white old men. And there's a perceived, this panic button that their power is somehow being usurped. As opposed to just looking at it in the in the context of, well, no, this is just the way to make everybody equal. Give a little more power to these people over here so they can have the same equality and respect that I have. But a lot of people can't look at it that way. They look at it as something is being robbed from them and they have to protect it. And while I at least can intellectually understand why older straight white males 
would have that sort of attitude. I don't get it from 19-year-olds. Because they're dumb. <laughs> That's all I got. I, it really, it has to be because there is some significant level of emotional immaturity or intellectual damage. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's the same thing with like, you know, when you feel something happen that your gut is telling you is bad, you have the intellectual capacity to go, I shouldn't always listen to my gut. Maybe I need to look at this from all sides and go, oh, this isn't nearly as scary as I thought it was. Because I hate it when people say that they just go with their gut. Because that's really just sort of an evolutionary holdover of you see something that might be threatening, you run away to survive. But that thing might not actually be threatening because you don't know yet. Right. But instead of going to investigate and and really looking at it and seeing what it is and how it could affect you and the world around you, there are a lot of people that I think that don't have that pragmatic intellectual capacity. So something scares them and they just go, oh, bad, bad, scary, bad, must fight, bad, scary, bad. Yeah, maybe. That's a theory. Or they're just dumb. Even giving the benefit of the doubt. Let's go for this. Maybe girls are bad at games. Whatever. Girls can't be good enough to be professional gamers. It's not true, but let's just go with it. <laughs> it's just a genetic impossibility. Let's just go with that. Does that mean that they shouldn't be able to play at all? Not at all. Because point zero 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 one percent of gamers... Right. Can be professional gamers. Everyone else is a not professional gamer, which means basically they suck at whatever game they're playing. Right. They just enjoy doing it. So does it really matter? No. I guess that's the thing. Maybe, maybe, even if that is absolutely true, and girls will always be a hundred matchmaker rating points lower than guys on average, or whatever. Right. Maybe they will win 10% fewer maps. Right. Okay. Does it really matter? No. Does it actually take anything away from the accomplishments of the girls who do win more maps than boys, or the boys who do become professional gamers? Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. There is no way in which anyone loses when everyone can participate. That's exactly right. And I don't understand where that message is being lost. Yeah. Hopefully, it's what I said, and this is just the last dying cry of an opinion that is doesn't have many years left. Because even those 19-year-olds that are doing it, you know, we all do stupid shit when we're 19. You know, hopefully some of those guys will evolve, and the ones that don't, well, they won't be on the earth for that much longer. <laughs> That generation is truly dying away. That way of thinking, I think, is dying away. It might not be happening as fast as it should, but I, sometimes I honestly just, in my most optimistic moments, I'm just like, these people are as loud as they are because it's that last rallying battle cry before they lose the war. And that might be true, but the fact that it's so many young people mm -hmm. who are continuing to, even if they don't actually believe it, they're relatively socially progressive and they don't really care if you're gay and they don't really right. think women should be raped, whatever, but they use it because that's how they shit talk best as the low-hanging offensive fruit. Right. That shouldn't be the low-hanging offensive fruit. Right. And no one really ever steps up and says, how about we fucking not? Could we not? Right. Is that possible? And the only people who ever say anything are the people who finally, who would really rather just not have to say anything at all because it's not a problem, like me. And I'm a woman, which means inherently my message is going to fall on deaf ears to a lot of people because I'm the one affected by it. Right. I mean, personally, I'm not. I don't really give a shit. But I am a decent human being, and I think that that kind of shit is not something that we, as a community, should tolerate. No, absolutely not. And, you know, the problem is, it's like everyone says, you know, the 
true evil are not the ones that perpetuated the true evil is the ones that see it and do nothing. But at the same time, the problem with the internet is most of the time, you know that that's what they're after. You don't want to give it to them. So what do you do? What's the answer? I don't know. I don't either. I really don't. And I don't propose one here. I don't have any solutions. I don't even know where most of it comes from. It really bugged me and not personally. It just bugged me that that's a thing that happens at all. Yeah. That people would think that that was okay. I get you. I totally get you. And I'm, I'm right there with you. It's, it's bothersome. It's disgusting. And it's something that, unfortunately, I think we've just all gotten to the point where we're just like, I guess we just have to live with it. Yeah. And so I don't open my mic and play video games. So if you're listening to this and you're one of those people that does it just because you think it's fun or funny or whatever, I doubt this is going to change your mind. But at the same time, listen to what she just said. You're actually taking something away from someone for no reason. Yeah, except to them, it's probably a good idea that they're taking something away from me because I have boobs and wear mascara. There you go. Well, then you're assholes. <laughs> we need the only way to combat this is to find something that's equally offensive for young guys. And just every time a young guy comes on, just start going this thing, whatever it is, over and over again until they're like, oh, oh, I get it now. That sucks. Yeah, but there really, there isn't that thing. I mean, I think that a lot of them think that it's calling someone else a faggot because maybe to them that would be really offensive. Yeah. But that's not. And neither of us want to do that. No, no, hell no. A, because it shouldn't be an offense. And B, because I don't like to offend people, even people that are being assholes. Right. I just, I don't like to do that because it doesn't really benefit anybody to deliberately be offensive, in my opinion. Right. I don't know. Can't we all just get along? We can try, but no. (laughs) I'm with the idea that you don't just get stuff because you're a girl. Right. Don't come on here and be like, I'm a girl. You should give me stuff. That's bullshit, too. Like, that's where tits or GTFO comes from. Yeah. Like, if you come on here claiming you're female privileged, you better show us your fucking female privilege then. Right. I get that. I totally do. I don't like the girls that do that. No. And I don't like the guys that pose as girls to do that. But also, like, that personality type has been, I think, overly vilified because if you simply come on and say, look, I'm not asking for special treatment. I'm just asking for the same treatment everyone else is getting. Then immediately people pounce on you and they're like, oh, you're trying to get something just because you're a girl. Right. Just being here and being a girl does not mean that I am trying to flaunt my female privilege at you. Right. And being at least expecting the same level of respect you would give anyone else or to be given the same opportunity you would give anyone else. That's not asking too much. Right. If I'm against a team in Dota and somebody is shit-talking my whole team and they're calling everybody a cunt and they call me a cunt too, right. I am fine with that. Yeah. Because I don't care. I don't care. You're a shit-talker. I don't care what you have to say. Right. But if you're like, everybody's fine. If you're on my team and everybody's doing a fine job and we're winning and all of a sudden all you can do is shit-talk me for being a girl. Right. Now we have a problem. Yes. So again, if you're listening to this, you're probably, and you do that, you're probably never going to change and you're probably going to be an asshole for the rest of your life. But take a second and maybe think about not being an asshole. That'd be good if more people could just not be assholes. Yeah. Just in general, I think would be a better place. The world would be a much better place. But alas, that is simply not true. And if you are an asshole or even a non-asshole out there listening to us and you want to say something about this, Carissa, how could they do that? They can get in touch with me on Twitter at Lucky underscore 10K or through Gmail. 
email at lucky10,000. All spelled out, lucky10,000 at gmail. Also, we can't fail to remind you that we are on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you want to leave us a five-star review, we'll read whatever you say on the show. And if you're an asshole, we'll read it and then tell you why you're an asshole. Sometimes people need to know. One of the wisest things I've ever heard from anyone is, Evan, assholes don't know that they're assholes. So sometimes you just need to be told. That's true. We'll be happy to tell you if you're an asshole. Oh, we will absolutely. (laughs) We will shed the light on your asshole. If you know what we mean. Oh, yeah. Well, this has hopefully been, for anyone listening, an enlightening conversation. I love to hear from the people that live differently than me as to how things like that affect them. Like I, I obviously objectively know it's wrong, but I also don't know what it feels like. Right. That's And I understand, like, I'm a white girl, so I get that I have the privilege to not see institutionalized racism. Right. Because it doesn't happen to me. Right. So I'm perfectly happy to be pointed to the institutionalized racism as it right. happens. Because it's not happening to me, I might miss it. And then I don't get to understand the experience that other people that I share this planet with are going through. Right. And that it better enables me to be a decent human being and know not to say rape her when I see a woman on screen. There you go. So I hope this has helped shed some light on anything for you, maybe given you a new perspective. And if not, I don't know, you're an asshole. <laughs> And for everybody but you, I think Evan hopes you get lucky tonight. That's true. I do hope you got lucky tonight. Good night, nerds. Thank you for being a part of the Lucky 10,000 with your hosts, Evan and Carissa. Email us at lucky10,000 at gmail.com. Find Lucky 10,000 on Twitter at lucky underscore 10k. And visit our podcast network site at beardofpodsnetwork.com